Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, Coach Mike Husson. Today, I hope you've got a pen and paper out because I'm going to share with you today some questions that I got from one of my great clients, Elias, and I want you guys to take some thought into what this is because, as I mentioned the other day in an email, if you guys have any questions, so Elias, uh, before one of our calls that we had, uh, instead of doing it here, he sent me the questions, uh, a, a nice solid list. And uh, guys, I'm going to say I am, not to sound condescending towards Elias, but he, I'm very proud of him because he sat down, he put some thought into this, and I know these are things that are top of mind for him and potentially top of mind for you. So I'm hoping that we can get some answers to you today to get this clarity done for you and so you can move forward. All right, so I hope, first of all, you had a great week. How did you do this week? Did you accomplish your goals and plans that you set out? Did you follow your schedule to the very, very best of your ability? I'm hoping that's what you did and hoping that you're going to have a great weekend ahead and you're obviously continuing to finish your business plans up and making that happen. I'm not going to let go of that. I'm like a dog on a bone when it comes to planning and making that happen because, guys, it's vitally, vitally important. And even if you did do your plan, Make sure that you're reviewing it again. Go through it again. Revisit it. Don't just do it uh, to, to appease myself or yourself. Do it, but take it. Uh, take ownership of it so you, that way you can make sure that what you have written down and what you're planning to do is what you really want to do and what you feel that you can, can accomplish and believe that it will happen at whatever level. So let's get those plans done and let's make sure that we're reviewing them again and again and want to make sure that you do it every single day regardless anyway so we can move forward. All right. So first question with, of the day was what daily lead goals do you suggest I aim for? By leads, I mean people who want to either buy or sell within 30 days. Guys, this is a, a very uh, simple question to answer, and uh, but it's all, it's all going to be dependent on you. But here's the bottom line with my answer to this question is I believe in the philosophy of two a day, ten in play. Two a day, ten in play. In other words, as you work your day, you should be getting a minimum, a very, very minimum of two leads a day. You want to break it down, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, two in the morning, two in the afternoon. And at the end of a week, if you're working a five-day week schedule, you should have anywhere between 10 to 20 leads in your bucket. So let's go on the two, two a day, ten a day, uh, two a day, Ten, uh, two a day, ten in play philosophy that I have for myself, and that two a day, ten in play comes out to this: if you do, if you get two a day, and you get at the end of a week ten leads, okay, and let's assume for a moment that eight of those leads crap out on you. In other words, they're no good or they're future opportunities. You're going to end up with obviously two leads that you can do something with let's say, in the next 30 days, all right? And if you do that every week at the end of a month, you're going to have about 40 to 50 leads in your bucket of which you're going to end up with between 8 to 10, 12 leads a month, okay? So if you, if you concern yourself that, oh, my gosh, I got 10, but 8 of them fell out, you're not going to want to push yourself forward to getting more leads because you're going to feel that it's wasting your time. In reality, guys, at the end of the day, if you can get yourself to where you can get two people a day that have some interest in buying or selling or investing in real estate, that you can create an opportunity and literally, without doubt, 
if you go with this process, two a day, ten a play, you're going to end up with two to five listings and or sales per month in combination thereof. If you're focused on listings, definitely you're going to get those. If you're focused on buyers, more than likely you're going to get those. Uh, they'll probably be spread out a little bit further because of the nature of buyers, but listings for sure. So two a day, ten and play. The next question was, what should my database and goal be by uh, by the end of 2019. Is it one a day or more, uh, 500 a year? He had a question here about that. And I think my, uh, the, the easiest thing to think about here is to focus on adding people every day in your database. All right, You can focus on getting one to three people a day added to your database very, very simply. And that's going to come as a result of working your centers of influence past clients, as well as people that you don't know, which you, I would quote unquote, call it the cold call, so to speak, you know, the expired for sale by owner, door knocking, phone calls, uh, et cetera, standing in the grocery store line, things of this nature. So I would send, I would fundamentally, as I told Elias, get a minimum of one a day. That's, that's the bare minimum that you could add to your database. And then your communication with them, you're going to add them to your centers of influence or past client database, and then you're going to put them into your CRM, and you're going to manage them as you go out. Now, here's the thing. Some people say, well, Mike, what if they don't want to buy anything? Frankly, guys, your COI past client databases – are there to be your ambassadors, okay? Yeah, they're going to buy something sometime into the future, maybe now, maybe later, maybe never. But our goal with our database, I want you to make a note of this, our goal of our databases is to keep you top of mind wherever these people are in the world, okay, in the universe. And that is to get them to think about when they think when, when they're talking real estate or they're thinking real estate, you come to top of mind about that. So let's get a goal of setting at least one to two people a day into your database. And if you're working about 230 to 240 days a year, or you want to do this every day, which is perfectly fine with me, but minimum you'll add between two to 500 people a day into your database, and that's pretty darn strong. And then you'll set an understanding of you'll start to measure these numbers as to the outcome of the business that you're going to get from these people. So very important, minimally go for one a day. In my business plan, the next question was, in my business plan, um, you mentioned group seminars to attend. Which ones should I go to? What seminars should I be attending? Uh, where do I look for those seminars and know about them? Guys, they're all over the place, first of all. Um, but one of the things that uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I remember sharing this with Elias or not, but uh, one of the things that I wrote down here today is we want to diversify ourselves in what we do as far as seminars are concerned. Yes, I believe that you should go to real estate-related type seminars, um, and there's two types. Obviously, there is the investor-type seminars that you can learn about investing and network with that group of people, and then there's obviously the retail side of seminars that are, that are put on around the country. Okay, Next year, I'm going to be doing down here in South Florida, minimally, uh, as an example, a quarterly networking uh, group, and we're going to be doing seminars and training, but it's going to be an ongoing thing, not just a one-time year, one-time-a-year thing. But here's what I want to share with you guys, which I think uh, will be a tremendous value to, and I know it helped me, and I know it helps a bunch of people who go down this philosophy. They go and they attend other seminars in different types of industries. 
Okay, one they might just go to a networking group where there's some education there, but they have the ability to network. So what I'm going to suggest to you guys is diversify out of the real estate business at some level. Don't leave it completely. I don't mean that. But go outside of your realm and start to interact with other people and learn from other situations and other business uh, opportunities. So that way you can garner a deeper and a deeper breadth of knowledge about business. And you can also pick up great new networking opportunities with people, not just within your business. Because if you go to a real estate seminar, who's there? A bunch of realtors and investors. Uh, the investors are different, but the realtors, you're going to certainly network with them and you're going to certainly have them as a base for referrals and repeat business that you might have in different parts of the country, very good to have, very important to have. While on the other side of the coin, if you go to these diverse type events, then you have a group of people that can give you opportunities outside of real estate. So you, so you have a larger pool of opportunity because that group is not just in real estate. They're in other types of businesses, something to think about. The next question Elias asked me, Mike, to be a market expert, I wrote down 30 minutes of study each day should I should it be more and in the market study what should I be knowing list price versus sale price and what else I, without getting too deep on the answer to this question, I, I responded to him by saying this first of all, I believe you know 15 30 minutes a day is great okay and you're going to do that in a couple of different ways. One is going to be online where you have the ability to go online and study your markets if you're not very familiar or you want to become familiar with a neighborhood or an area or if you're working let's say condo markets etc you want to study those markets very very deeply and spending a good portion of your time, uh, not during the day, but of your market statistic understanding what's going on in the market, you should spend, if you need to learn something, get deep into it and get through it quickly and spend a little bit more time with that. And then over time, it just, uh, just keep your head uh, into in the game into what's happening in that market. So definitely studying your market, definitely going out and looking at properties is a very, very, very powerful asset. If you're working in a particular area, you really guys need to know everything that's going on in the neighborhood. I'm not talking about the, the farming mentality, but I'm not talking about specifically go out there and farming. Okay, you could certainly do that. What I'm saying here is if you're working in an area, you should know the houses that are for sale, the ones that are pending, the ones that have sold, the ones that have expired, the ones that have canceled, withdrawn, etc. And you should really learn that market. And so go online to your MLSs first. I think there's RPR. If you're working down here in South Florida and you may have this service elsewhere, but IMAP or Realist, uh, CoreLogic, uh, Realtor.org, uh, uh, your, your associations give you some great statistics nationally, but you really want to also focus on a local level. Very important. But become a market expert because that's going to drive very, very high levels of confidence in what you do when talking to people. Okay. The next question is, and I'm hoping I'm going to get through the, uh, the rest of these today, which unlikely because there's 12 of them. But anyway, the next question was, um, Mike, Think and Grow Rich, a book that he's reading by Napoleon Hill, which I encourage all of you guys to read at least a hundred times. Uh, Think and Grow Rich talks about mastermind groups. Is that also like a book study group? And the answer is yes. Um, a 
book study group is a mastermind of people that sit down and they go through books and they go through the chapters and they interact and they talk about those chapters. A mastermind group, guys, is a very, very powerful way, one, to keep you accountable, two, to learn from other minds, three, the collaboration is on the same plane. It's on the same level as you. It's not that you have to force people to think like you do, think bigger like you do. And these groups are very, very important. Reach out to me if you have any questions about masterminds and see what we can do to get you connected with them. And if, if you can't find anything, then set one up. Okay, couple of, call a couple of people that you know. Hey, let's get together. Let's have some coffee. We can do it online like we do with some of these uh, meetings that we do on these conference calls like this. You can set this up totally free and do a mastermind once a week for about you know, 15, 30, 45 minutes. Some people do them for an hour, and then they have a, a big game on that. So it's very, very powerful to do that. Mastermind groups are extremely valuable assets. Um, how can I build my skills? The next question in reference to the tonality of my scripts. And my response to this is practice, drill, rehearse. And practice your voice, your tone, um, how you present, know your scripts is a very valuable thing. And one of the things about scripts, guys, is to learn the words in the scripts. Don't try to be fancy with the scripts and try to overcome objections when you're trying to learn scripts. Just get the scripts down, get the wording down. But then also, as you're practicing with them, Add in the emotion of the script, okay, using the words and how they sound and your voice and your inflection, the speed, the pace, the pitch, all of those things will help you to learn better and then practice it. Practice it with yourself, your role play partners, and then practice it with, obviously, your prospects because you have to do this and evaluate how you're using your tone. If you sound monotone like this and uh, when do you plan on moving, how soon do you need to be there, you're going to get that t a response from people that say, click. That's what you're going to hear at the end of the phone. However, if you come with enthusiasm, great strength, great posture, great codality, and certainty, you're going to definitely get a, a much greater response from that. Um, let's see what time we got. It's 59 after, so let me just try to peruse through these. Okay, Mike, how can I work daily on becoming highly coachable? And I said to Elias, I think I answered it in this question here, what he did here by getting these questions to me was a great thought a great thought leader that put these down. And I want to say thanks to Elias because he sat down and did this. Becoming highly coachable, guys, is opening your mind up and removing your ego and saying, what do I need to learn? What do I, what's missing? What's my gap? And then I'm going to write down some questions that's going to help me hopefully get some answers to either tighten that gap or give me a complete answer so I can apply them. I believe, guys, coaching or being coachable is really a desire. Listen, I'm open to learning. I'm, opening to, I'm open to putting myself out there to get better at what I'm doing. And that's a desire. I can't make anybody want to be better. You have to make that personal decision. And folks that I work with that are highly coachable are interested in wanting to be better. And they are listing out questions with me whether it's one or two or three or whatever, and they're sending them to me and we're engaging in that. And that's a, and that's a process, not just with me, but everything that they do. They're seeking. 
They're looking, what can I do to be better here? How can I tighten this up just a little bit? What minor, miniature distinctions could I get that's going to help me go to the next level? Very, very important, and that's a decision that you want to be coachable and that you're open to learning a very, very important thing. Um, guys, there's a last question here, and I want to just make sure that I get it answered today. How can I become an expert at asking questions? And I'm going to go along, again, the lines of what Elias did here with, with these questions here. How questions will be better used in what you do is typically, uh, most of the time, guys, we have thoughts about things. In other words, we think about things. And what I want to suggest to all of you guys is, you know, you want to become great at asking questions. There's a great book called Power Questions. It's, it's, there's many books out there. I like this one. It's a good uh, element to learning how to ask questions. And the guy's name is Andrew Sobel, S-O-B-E-L. You want to get the book. It's called Power Questions. Um, how to build relationships one question at a time. Very good book on this. But here's my take on this, and that is very simply this. When we have thoughts, when you get those thoughts in your mind, the best thing to do is ask yourself a question. Because very typically, we have a thought, and then we can convert that to a question. And then the other thing that I want to suggest to you is start taking the statements that you make and converting them into questions. And then start practicing it. Practice with your partners. Practice it in your role plays. Your scripts, a good script, typically good 90 95%, if not 100% of those scripts, are all question-based. And as long as you look to ask the question, seek to understand, rather than and trying to give your opinion about something will set the foundation up of you consciously thinking about I need to be asking a question here because what we want to make sure to understand that questions elicit responses from people. As Elias asked me these questions today, it's eliciting a response for me that I'm sharing with, a, with, with you guys on this particular call. So what I want to suggest to you on this basis here very simply is, again, begin to thinking about what can you do to take all of the things that you're thinking about converting them to questions, statements that you have, and making questions out of those, okay? So guys, um, there's a couple of more questions. We don't have the time to get into them today because I want to respect your time. You need to get at it. Wrap up your day. Make sure you're prepared for next week coming around the corner. Complete your plans. Evaluate your past week here. Complete your business plans. Make sure that you're preparing for your calls, any follow-ups that you need to complete on. Clean up, get it ready, and then let's get back at it on Monday, if not this weekend. Go out there and build some great relationships. Have a good time this weekend. Go make it a great day today, and we will talk to you soon.